Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If you're ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. Hello. All right, on today's episode, I want to talk about the difference between coaching and therapy, which is like, can be a little confusing. (laughs) There's a lot of overlap for sure. And I want to distinguish it as somebody who has worked in mental health for many, many years as a healthcare professional, as a nurse, but has also worked as a coach for many, many years. And I kind of, you know, move in and out of both of those spaces pretty fluidly, but I think um, it can be hard for um, people seeking services to know where's the right place to land. Like, do you need a therapist or do you need a coach? Or do you want a therapist or do you want a coach? What do they do differently, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm gonna um, share in this episode some of my thoughts about what the differences are. And I just wanna say first that uh, that... Well, with all of that overlap, I want to be mindful that not only is there overlap between what the two different professions do at times, but also that every therapist and every coach that you meet is different. They have different specialties. They have different um, interests. They have different things that they work on in particular or styles or methodologies. And so even from one therapist to another, you might have a completely different experience and one coach to another, let alone a coach and a therapist. So I want you to be mindful of that as I discuss this, that you might just notice that people are different because therapists and coaches are just as unique and individual as everybody else. And so, yes, um, I'm going to say there are some things that make therapists have similarities and there are things that make coaches have similarities but it's still going to be true that everybody's different and so um feel free to always do a vibe check (laughs) like like who actually whose personality whose style makes me feel um like I can be honest and open and also if you want to be challenged and you know Uh, experience growth, who's going to do that for me? So that's something to ask yourself no matter what you decide. But here are some things that distinguish coaching from therapy that I think are important. I'm just going to run through my list. Um, And if there's anything else that you are thinking about, if this is a topic that's come to mind for you and you want me to give my take on it, just shoot me an email with your questions. Okay. First thing I want to say is I think a common misconception about coaching is that um, it's like getting therapy from somebody who's not trained as a therapist. <laughs> and no, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say not at all. I'm going to say that coaching is really more about um, people using their expertise and offering that expertise to their clients. Right. So that's how most coaches really get into the work is they get really good at something. They're really good at something already. And they decided I can help other people get really good at this, too. 
That's what coaching is about. It's more personal development, um, and it can be specific to different areas in your life or to creating a business or whatnot, but it's really about somebody who has experience and expertise, who's got really good at something, helping you to do that thing. Now, I, um, in my work, well, I do a lot of different things with my clients. And the thing that I want to say that I'm an expert at is growth and change. I've done a lot, a lot of learning about personal development, about growth, about healing, and about creating change that I can help people do that in lots of different areas in their lives. And so that's what my clients come to me for. They come because they want to create change inside of themselves and inside of their lives. And I have made myself through years of experience, of working with people, of research and of study and of my own life, gotten really good at figuring out how do we tick How do we create change inside of ourselves? How do we create change inside of ourselves that also creates change in the world around us? That's what I'm an expert at, and that's what I help people do as a coach. I am not offering therapy in my coaching practice. I am offering the ability to create change and transformation inside of yourself. So that idea, that's, I mean, I'm talking specifically about me to use myself as an example, but this idea that coaching is just like seeing a therapist who hasn't been trained is a little bit, mm, no, it's like a little wild. (laughs) It's not supposed to be that. It shouldn't be that at all. And that's not how I've ever experienced it. Um, So that's number one. So I talked to you about what coaching is, right? It's somebody who has an expertise who's sharing that expertise with other people. Um, And therapy is more about a healing process and more about mental health services. So of course, in mental health, people want to experience change, but I'm I'm gonna offer that it's not through the lens of personal development. For the most part, it's not. Yes, therapists do see people who are not dealing with mental illnesses, but I want to offer, they have a specific expertise. Their expertise is helping people with mental illnesses and helping people deal with the challenges of everyday life. All right, so one of the differences that I want to get into um, is the difference between the trainings. So the coaching industry is completely unregulated. Um, Some coaches are certified and trained as coaches and some are not. Um, Whereas with therapy, your therapist, if you have a therapist, you want a therapist, they are trained. They have to be trained at least at the master's level. So they're having master's degrees after undergraduate degrees to become a licensed practitioner, either a licensed social worker or um, a licensed marriage and family therapist, et cetera, like psychotherapist. There's lots of different ways to do that work, but you do need to be at least master. um, You need at least a master's to do that work. Coaching does not require that. Coaching is not... um, a process that you have to get certified to. You don't need to go through the state. 
to get certified or to get a license, which is the case with therapy. And I'm going to offer, since I'll use myself as a sample here, that I'm a nurse. So I'm also registered as a nurse in the state of California. I had to get a license. I had to get a degree to become a nurse. Um, I did not have to do that to become a coach. Now, did I go through a coaching certification process? Yes. Was I helping people with this expertise that I have before I had this certification? Absolutely. Was it valuable to them? Absolutely. <laughs> I know that from adding on to those years of experience, and I know from their testimony that it was helpful. I want us in this conversation about the licensure just to be mindful that something being certified and that you have to go to school at a master's level for um, to do it is not a bad thing, but there are a lot of places where certification actually just becomes a way to keep people out of industries because the cost of becoming um, a master prepared uh, therapist is high. It's high. So there are people who which would probably have the best nature and experience for that work might not be able to do that work because of what is required to get to that level of education uh, financially and just like just time and energy also. And I also want to add that for years and years and years before we decided we needed to certify and, you know, like accreditize everything, that people have been helping people for years. So when I think about coaching and people talking about the idea of maybe it needs to be something that is regulated, I think that we've come from societies where there was always people to guide other people that this is not something new, that this is as old as dirt, <laughs> that we can look back at very old societies and see there, there has always been people in communities that were helping people guide um, to, to move and, and guide them through their lives, whether it be a spiritual guide or a mentor or someone who took people through rites of passages or an elder the idea of having someone help you through life is not um, something I think needs to be regulated. Uh, and so I'm mindful of how, especially in the United States, how using regulations kind of keeps is becomes a gatekeeper. And I feel a little, I feel a little, um, I feel a little like. Uh, protective about the coaching industry. I kind of want it to have room for everyone. And I want it to be something that people don't need to, um, that there isn't a bunch of gatekeeping about. That said, I also want people to get really good coaching. So um, with that, uh, I offer my services. <laughs> and I want you to be particular about you know, checking in on the people that you're working with and seeing if they have experience and um, really looking into their testimonials and, and listening to the people who have worked with them and the people who are recommending them to you. But I want you to be mindful that um, in a lot of ways, some of the things that we uh, highly regard as a way to prove that someone is good at something as a person who is a professional and has been a professional for years... Um, isn't always, doesn't always mean that that's the best person. I, you know, there are people with very, lots of fancy certifications and lots of fancy degrees that 
I wouldn't let anywhere near my mind, you know? And so I just, I want to be mindful about, you know, looking at the juxtaposition of these two with, with, with um, a wider lens. Like, I really appreciate that people who work with mental health illnesses are well-trained. And I also think there's room in uh, the industry of coaching for it to be that people who are experts at things that they've learned to do in their lives be able to help other people without too many barriers um, keeping them from doing that. And also without, without programs that kind of teach everyone to think exactly the same or programs that teach people um, implicit biases like a lot of the industries that I have to come in contact with do as a professional, as a nurse, etc. So there's that. All right, moving on. Next thing is, I think I talked a little bit about the treating mental illness. Coaches are not trained to treat mental illness. Therapists are. Therapists can treat mental illness. Some of them can diagnose mental illnesses. Coaches do not do this. You should not have a coach do this unless a coach is a healthcare professional who's allowed to do that. (laughs) Otherwise, you shouldn't have, you should not be looking for that experience and you should not be accepting that experience. Um, I think that's inappropriate. I think um, it's okay for someone to uh, suggest that you see someone to make a recommendation to you, but it's not appropriate for you to be getting mental health diagnosis from somebody who is not um, trained to do that. Those are my thoughts. And so I bring this up because I want to um, speak to the fact that like, if you are somebody who's considering coaching or therapy and you need to decide um, and you're someone who struggles with mental health issues, depression, anxiety, PTSD, etc., then therapy might be the way to go. Um, and I think that that's perfectly fine obviously. And I also think it's great if you can have a coach and uh, a therapist. For some people, that's a possibility. For some others, it's not. And I'm thinking if you are struggling with a mental illness and you need help dealing with the symptoms, then it might be best to lean in the direction of getting a therapist to help you with that before reaching out to a coach to help you with personal development stuff. All right. So One of the things that I hear people talk about with coaching and therapy that I think is interesting and I want to dive into is this idea of like focusing on the past. Um, And so here's what I want to offer because I definitely as a coach spend lots and lots of time talking about my client's past with them. And I think the one thing that differentiates my diving into their past um, versus what happens in therapy is that In coaching, when I dive into somebody's past, it's because we're working on something. They have a goal in mind and I will reach back in their past only as it relates to creating the outcome that they want. So if you're working on something and you're kind of stuck and we stumble upon the fact that you're stuck because of a feeling of fear that's related to the last time you did something like this, we're going to go there. I'm going to go with you. (laughs) 
we'll, we'll go together. Um, cause it might be helpful if you want to go, if you're willing, then I will go with you so that we can move forward with what's going on now. Now with therapy, I know that that is also true, but something that's different, I think in therapy than in coaching is that someone might choose to work with a therapist because of something that's happened in the past. A traumatic event that happened in someone's past might be the only reason why they're going to see a therapist, right? It might be the cause of the that interaction needing to happen in the first place, where that's not the case in coaching. I'm generally not seeing anyone because of something that happened to them in the past. I'm seeing people because of something they want to create in the present or in the future. And I only relate to their past as it affects what's going on right now. Like, how do we get to where you're going? Do we need to do we need to sit with what happened before and deal with those emotions so that you can move forward into this thing that you're wanting to create now? And I think with therapy, um, what I know is that for some people, they've had an event and it's just causing so much, um, the symptoms of the trauma that they're having is, ha- is causing so much difficulty in their present that they're wanting to deal with the thing that happened in the past um, because it's still happening, right? It's still, they're still having the experience of it happening. I'm mindful that I'm not, I'm not digging too much into anyone's past, but what I think in therapy is it can be very useful and it might be exactly the reason why you want therapy is so that you can spend time with something that happened to you in the past. All right, so moving on. Next thing that I want to talk about in the difference between coaching and therapy is the cost. So the prices vary all over the place. Um, You can have very uh, inexpensive therapists and very expensive therapists. You know, money is just, it depends on who you're asking, how much, if something costs a lot. And the same is true for coaching. You can have inexpensive coaches and very expensive coaches. So that is the same. I think the most important difference is that in most cases, your insurance company is not going to cover coaching. It's just not. Um, It's not a mental health service. It's not billed as a mental health service. And so um, your insurance companies are not going to pay for coaching. Now, fun fact um, is that uh, health coaching is still not covered by health insurance just yet, but they're working on it, which is exciting. So I'm hoping in the next 10 years that health insurance companies will cover health coaching, which I think is so important because people try to make change in their lives, in their diets, for their well-being. And why shouldn't they be able to work with a coach to do that? I, I would think that these insurance companies would love for people to have someone helping them to make the changes um, that will lower the costs of their health care. I'm not going to pretend like I don't know what the priority of these health insurance companies are. Um, So I would think that that would be useful for them. And it certainly would be useful for 
um, people. And so I'm hoping that happens. I know it's in the works, but things are slow in healthcare. So I'm suspecting and hoping that in 10 years time, with my fingers crossed, that health insurance companies start paying for coaching as it relates to health. That would be amazing. Otherwise, coaching is not covered by insurance. Um, So you have to It's useful to just have the expectation that you're going to pay for it out of pocket. All right. What else do I want you to know? Hmm. I want you to know that like making the decision between coaching and therapy can be difficult for people. Um, So if, if you found yourself stuck in a situation where you weren't exactly sure, know that you're not alone in that. Um, I think the best way to make that decision is really just to decide what your goals are. Right. So if you're wanting to work on like money mindset or success uh, and um, working on advancing your career or working to have a better work life balance or adding more pleasure to your life. If you want someone to help you to work towards specific goals that you have for the future, you might be inclined to work with a coach. If you're wanting to work on symptoms that are related to a mental illness, right? Like symptoms of anxiety that are showing up, um, symptoms of depression, or maybe even grief that you're experiencing, I would say to lean in the direction of a therapist. Can Can a coach help you with those things? Yes, absolutely. But I'm just going to offer that um, I really want you to be well taken care of. And it's not that I don't think coaching can do that. But if you're dealing with mental illnesses on top of while you're coaching, I would if you have to choose between a coach and a therapist, I would love for you to have a therapist if you need someone to be able to point you in the direction of other kinds of support for your mental health. So this is a coach who prioritizes people. And because I prioritize people, I want to say that if you're struggling with your mental health, I highly recommend working with a therapist so that you have someone who's well-resourced in connections related to mental health to help you specifically. And I also want to say if you're someone who struggles with suicidality, that going with a therapist for me feels like a no-brainer. I don't think that I don't think that that's something that I want you to have as many hands on deck as possible is what I'm saying. So if you're having a hard time with something like that, I want you to be well resourced. And I don't know that if you're working with a coach who just does general personal development, whether or not you're going to be well resourced in that way. And that's why I say that. Okay, so... Another question I I want to, that I've gotten that I want to answer is um, about my own work because I'm a registered nurse who's worked in mental health for years and years and years. And so there's curiosity about whether I do mental health work in my coaching practice. And the answer is no, I don't do mental health work in my coaching practice. I actually work for two therapy practices in the Bay Area One of them is called Temenos Center of Psychotherapy, and the other one is called Doorways Therapeutic Services. Um, 
At both of those places, I work as a registered nurse and a coach, and I help facilitate um, ketamine-assisted therapy. In that context, I absolutely take care of people who are dealing with mental health issues. That's my role. No problem. In my own personal practice, that's not what I do. Um, And it's for the reason that I just mentioned. I really want you to be well-resourced and I want you to be with somebody who can connect you with all of the resources that you might need in mental health if it's something that you struggle with. And I don't mean to say that if you have mental health issues that I don't think you should have a coach. Uh, I think everybody should have a coach. But I definitely think if you're struggling with your mental health that I want you to have a therapist on board before I want you to have a coach. That's my personal opinion on the matter. I'm sure I've bumped into coaches who have other um, thoughts on the matter, but this is me as a person who works in mental health. That would be my first choice for you, would that you would be well-resourced and connected to somebody who can really um, take really good care of what's coming up for you um, in a way that if something more challenging comes up, they can direct you to exactly who you need to, to connect to. Um, But if you wanted to connect with me in that way, if you wanted to connect with me in a way where I was supporting your mental health, it would have to be through these two therapy practices that I work with. Um, And I hope that is clear. And if you have any questions about that, feel free to send me an email. Um, What else do I want you to know? I don't know. If you have any more questions, like I said earlier, if you have any more questions about the difference between therapy and coaching, just send me an email. And if you, uh, you know, have strong opinions and disagree with what I'm saying, um, great. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, I just wanted to give you my perspective and my lens and to give you some clarity about what I do and how I do it and why I do it this way and and why I think the way I do about the differences between um, the different kinds of work. All right, I hope this was very informative and helpful. I want you to have everything that you need and I want you to have everything that you want. And I know that it's not always possible to have all of the things, so we prioritize. And I was hoping to use this episode to help anyone who is struggling to decide what they really need to be able to prioritize. And I hope you can do that. All right. I love you. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Sacred podcast. For more ways to connect, I want you to head to melissaelysian.com. To be coached by me, head to my website and schedule a time for us to chat all things sacred and sovereign about your life. The link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon.